Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Eventually, many podcasters have to make a choice between fame, fortune, or famine. Okay, that last one's less of a choice and more of an unfortunate reality. For the other two, there's always the paywall option. Should you consider it? Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Listen, the, the decision to put content, popular content, behind a paywall is always an agonizing choice for any decent person. Podcasters included. It's a tough decision to make. Now, early on, I need to address this right away. There are those of us in the podcasting world out there who will claim that once you take a podcast and put it behind a paywall, then it's no longer a podcast. Look, I'm not here to debate that pedantic stuff because that's dumb. Anyhow, I'm not debating it. Let's get rid of that. Push it out of the way because it's an option. It is an option. There are many podcasters who have chosen not to make their podcast completely free of charge anymore and now charge money to access it. Whether that's right or wrong doesn't matter. It's a dumb discussion. We're not having it here today. What I want to have a discussion with you is, should you make that choice? Now, why would you want to make that choice? Really, it comes down to fame versus fortune or famine, as I said earlier. But realistically, for a podcast to be commercially viable or some other sort of viability, which I've talked about a lot in recent weeks on the program, recent days on the program, there's got to be a give and a get. You, the podcaster, put out the energy. You need to get something in return to make it viable. And if it's commercial viability you're looking for, it's money. So how does that money flow in? Lots of ways it can flow in, but the two most common ways, advertising, that's because you have fame, you build your show large enough where you can sell ads and sponsorships on it to make a lot of money. That's the fame piece of that. Or the other way to do it is this way, making it, putting it behind a paywall, either all or some of your content behind a paywall. Hence the fortune. Which one of those should you do? Or should you do either of those? It doesn't really matter. But let's, let's, I want to help you walk through the thought process today of understanding what it really means to make that particular choice. And I think to help illustrate that, I want you to think of your podcast for a moment. I want you to look at the size of your audience because in this decision, should you put it behind a paywall or not? Some or all of the content. A big driving factor of yours has to be the size of your audience. It has to be, you, you can't make this decision without understanding 
how big your audience is or how little your audience is. And then understanding the realities of math. Because while you think that every single person who currently subscribes to your free podcast would continue to support you if you went to a paid only option, that's not true. So we're going to walk through that. But I think to help you understand that one, I want to talk about my friend, Tony. My friend, my friend, Tony, several years ago, really got into making crepes. You know, little thin, eggy, uh, pancake-looking things that are very popular, or were, still are in some places. He was really into making crepes, made really good crepes, would bring crepes into the office. Got to the point where he was bringing crepes to the office and selling them to people in the office because he made really nice crepes. Tony was deciding whether or not he should actually quit his job and go to the crepe making business because he was making crepes. People were paying him for it, and he was making a little money on the side. So for Tony, the choice was pretty simple. How many of these crepes am I selling? How many could I think I could sell if I quit my job and made this a full-time going concern? Well, at the end of the day, Tony decided to not leave his really high-paying job and, and make crepes because he'd have to basically start all over again. Tony's crepe business was limited to the hundred or so people that we all worked with. And he was selling them to maybe five or six people. Not really a good business model for Tony to keep going if he wanted to try and make his hand at it. Now, maybe he could go start a restaurant and buy all the equipment and get out there and do it. But he would be starting from an audience of zero. And that's that's kind of a kind of a tough road to hoe, as you will. What's that mean to your podcast? Well, just like Tony had a potential audience of hundreds or a hundred or so and only got five, the same kind of thing happens with your podcast. Once your podcast gets to a certain point and you have thousands of listeners, math starts to work in your favor. But the math of that, and you can look at any of the different companies that help put podcasted content behind a paywall. There's Glow, there's Supercast, there's lots to be named. They'll probably tell you if you can get somebody on the phone to answer a hard question is the percentage of people who currently subscribe to your show who will switch over to the paid feed uh, is maybe 2%. Maybe 2%. It can be a little higher. It also be a lot less. So like 0.2% is not uncommon. So here's what that means. If you have a thousand current people listening to your episodes on a regular basis, a thousand subscribers, whatever number you want to use, you can expect 20 of them, if you're lucky, or 10 of them, if you're more average, to become a paying person on your paid for subscription. 20 people. If you're charging five bucks a month, that's a hundred dollars. It's a hundred bucks. Hey, I'll take a hundred bucks. That's more than I'm making on my podcast right now, Evo. True, but is that commercially viable? Just something you get for the 1,000 people you would not have listening to you anymore. Or even if you just broke off a portion of that content, some of them would stop listening because they are so incensed by the fact that you went behind a paywall for some of your content. That's what you need to think about. What happens to your existing audience if you do that? Does it pay itself? Does it pay for itself enough? I've nothing wrong with you choosing to go 
your content behind a paywall. In fact, it makes really good business sense for a lot of reasons. So I'm not here to say that's a right thing or a wrong thing. I'm here to make you think about it or to help you think about a way to make it work. If you're doing 100 downloads or 300 downloads like this show gets, that's the total number of downloads I see after about 30 days of any given episode. So let's say I got 300 people listening to me. 2% is not very many people. For me, putting this show behind a paywall doesn't make a lot of sense at my current audience. If I had 10,000, well, maybe it would. Or 100,000, hmm, maybe it would. But what about the other opportunities? So I'm not here to, to say it's the best thing ever. There are lots of weird hybrid models with this where you can put some content, some content out for free, some content behind a paywall. It's gotten a lot easier now in 2020 to subscribe to paywalled content. It used to be kind of hard to do that. Now it's not. Those solutions I mentioned make it a whole lot easier. So it's something to think about. Something you shouldn't rush into headlong. Something you should do a little bit of back of the envelope math figuring to see if it works for you. Check with your friends. See if your fellow podcasters are considering this as well. It's viable. It's okay. The world will be okay with it, probably, maybe, if you decide to switch payroll to behind a paywall. A lot won't. So again, have the discussion with your friends. Send them this episode. Tell them, hey, I was listening to podcast pontifications and Evo brought up the option of us going behind a paywall. Is that a good idea for us? What are you doing on your show? Send them a link because more people should be listening to podcast pontifications. I think if you think you will help me spread the word. What do you think about this? Email me evo at podcastlaunch.pro. Tell me what you're thinking about. And I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, 
Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.